This episode of Motley Fool Answers is brought to you by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage brings the mortgage process into the 21st century with a fast, easy, and completely online process. Check out Rocket Mortgage today at quickenloans.com slash fool. This is Motley Fool Answers. I'm Allison Southwick, and I'm joined, as always, by Robert Brokamp, personal finance expert here at The Motley Fool. And this week, we have a special guest! Yay, guest! It's Dayana Yoakum! You know her as an OG of Motley Fool Answers. She left us for Nerd Wallet, but just like Michael Corleone, we pulled her back in <laughs> for today's episode, which I'm calling... A credit score, male palooza, extravaganza, spectacular, spectacular. Oh, I okay, know. first back up. What's OG? Original gangster. Uh, really? What? <laughs> I didn't know that either, by the way. This is this is that this is something that the kid, No, this is something that the kids have probably not been saying for about ten years now. <laughs> so. <laughs> Right. So, well, I, was, I was never a kid. So. This is not hip, hip no, terminology. Since, since we never use the term, we can start using it now. Remember, that's, that's the rule. It's like if you wore culottes back in the day and culottes come back, you can't wear them again. Oh, I didn't know that. It, and that's not just with culottes, by the way. Wow. Bi-level haircuts, uh, jeggings. No, that's not Jeggings true. are always okay. Yeah, they are. I love jeggings. <laughs> All right, so we're going to answer a bunch of your questions about credit and credit scores, and there's probably going to be a few jokes about my sensible choices in footwear. All that and more on this week's episode of Motley Fool Answers. All right, our first question comes to us from Josh. Josh writes, Mint gives the option of checking my credit score, but I'm always scared to share my social security number with a non-federal site. Do you have any thoughts on this matter? Is there truly a safe electronic way to check my credit score, or am I just being paranoid? I don't think you're being paranoid, but I don't have a solution for you. I mean, I think the bottom line is you're going to have to use your social security number. And I think anyone who wants to keep information private, they're they're living in a world of illusion. All their information (laughs) is out there anyhow in all kinds of places. Right. No, I I agree. Um, Obviously, don't give it to a site that doesn't have the HTTPS uh, uh, entry before it. And... Make sure you're going to a legitimate site, one you've heard of. Google it with the word scam. See if anything comes up. (laughs) But yeah, in order for them, for anyone to be able to pull your credit score, they need that information about you. Or else anyone could use your name and, and, and impersonate you. And get your private information that way. But Mint is a reputable. Yeah. They're owned by Intuit. You're cool. Okay. All right, next question comes to us from Det Freeman. Not the real name, <laughs> I assume. I'm 24, just finished school, and have never owned a credit card. Well, there's an Old Navy credit card I got to get 30% off some awesome summer clothes. I know, right? But I never used again. My friends tell me that I need to start building credit, and I tell them that I don't like to spend money I don't have. I have student loans, and my parents put my name on one of their cards a while back, piggybacking off of their credit. Are these good enough ways for me to build credit, or do I need to open a credit card and enter the big, scary world of credit card debt, from which few ever return. And again, sincerely, Debt Freeman. Well, to build credit, you don't have to spend money that you don't have. Uh, Part of building credit is, and in fact, actually part of managing credit successfully is not spending money you don't have. It's paying paying your bill on time all the time. So, I would recommend to 
Mr. Ms. Debt Freeman, <laughs> uh, to yes, get a credit card in your own name because you're you need to start establishing credit uh, just for yourself and use the card occasionally, or else the or else it goes dormant. You want the credit card company to report something to the credit reporting bureaus. It's like once a month? Or... Yeah, once a month is fine. And just put something small on it and pay your bill on time. Those two things alone are really the cornerstones of building credit. It's having it in your name and then also showing that you're a responsible user of credit. So there is no, there, there's no truth to the myth that you have to actually have a balance on your card go month to month to build credit. So right. just... Buy some stuff, pay it off, and right. if and if if it's an old navy, it's super if it's cute. old navy, so be it. I would recommend that, that Mr. or Mrs. Freeman mm-hmm. also just check the credit score as it is because he or she probably does have one because she mm-hmm. does have the school loans. Being on someone else's credit record also will add to your score. Um, that may be good or bad because she's on her parents, and who knows what her parents are doing. So yeah, um, she may want he to, or she he or she. So he or she may decide that she doesn't he or she doesn't want to be <laughs> on her parents' record. His parents. Their parents' <laughs> records. Um, okay, we'll call uh, Pat. Pat. <laughs> We're gonna call this person Pat. Pat my yeah, Pat's Freeman. parents. Pat Freeman. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> debt. Uh, your parents may not be good with credit, so you may not want to be on their record because what they do could affect your score. So, Or if you're a particularly vindictive child, you could also <laughs> mess up there. But if they are paying the bill, then it's up to them to, they are responsible for the bill. Now, an authorized user versus a joint account holder, those are different things. An authorized user is different from being a joint card holder. Joint account holders have, the things are definitely reported on both of their credit in both of their credit files. Also, one can't close the account out totally without the other's agreement. Likely debt is a out of context, this is going to sound really stupid. Likely debt is an authorized user (laughs) and um, debt's parents can kick him or her off the card at any time. So go ahead, establish credit in your own name. You don't have to build debt to do so. Good luck. All right, next question comes to us from Jared. Jared writes, my longest line of credit seems to be my cell phone. In evaluating how much I can save switching to a different provider, it struck me that I would adversely impact my credit score to some degree. Can you advise how to calculate the impact of a lower score? I suspect I will be moving, thus buying a house in the next two years. That's a great question. Um, MyFICO.com has a credit score simulator on its site, and you can tinker with the numbers here just to see saving money on a which is probably you could save significant money by switching i'm assuming if if uh, uh, he's asking if he's asking the question is probably more important at this point than what it's going to do to your credit score because it won't whatever it does you're buying a house in two years, it will recover before then. Yeah. And also, this is not a, really a traditional line of credit that's reported uh, on a, a typical credit report. This is a utility bill that sometimes, sometimes not is reported. It really, de- they don't, they are not required to report. There are other databases where this definitely is showing up, but those probably matter a little bit less. Good question about the length of credit history. I yeah. think here, go ahead and make the change, and you've got time to recover 
even if it's a slight ding. And by the way, hopefully it's an account in good standing. This is going to be on your record for quite some time. And definitely very smart to be thinking about this before you're going out there and getting a mortgage because it gives you time to get your report, fix anything that's wrong, and also do a few things to boost your score. Yep. All right. Next question comes from Adam. Adam writes, I currently have about 8000 in credit card debt, which has zero interest for about two years and 8000 in student loans. I currently have enough money to pay off one of them. Which one should I pay off? And do both debts have the same effect on my credit score? Well, I would say, first of all, depending on your income, the interest on a student loan can be tax deductible. So that would be one thing to consider. And with any debt, you would look at the interest rates and you want to pay off the higher interest rate first. But if it's zero, terms, credit card is zero yeah, for two years. Right. It's pretty sweet. Right. So that's a you'll have to decide on those two and and not that we ever would encourage bankruptcy or anything like that, but it is Where are you going with well, this? I, was just saying, I know where he's going. I, Don't listen to him, Adam. <laughs> I am just saying when you make these decisions, like you could it's very difficult to get out of school loans. It's much easier to get out of credit card debt. So. For it to be forgiven in bankruptcy. Right, exactly. And by forgiven, I mean angrily. Yeah. And, and if you want to destroy your credit right, score and all right. that stuff. Right. So, yeah. I, yes, the tax write off is, or the, sorry, the tax deduction is very tempting here. Um, I, just my immediate reaction to this question was pay off that student loan and you are golden. The, pro, the student loan debt is the biggest problem that. The, um, this generation has with building their financial future. Um, if you've got the money to pay it off, great. Also, though, before that, maybe you don't pay it off entirely. Do you have an emergency fund? Uh, having some cash in the bank helps you avoid getting into credit card debt. Also, realize that those terms on the credit card, the two years of 0% interest, one screw up. One bill paid late, one going over the you know time going over the credit limit can erase that perk right away. Oh yeah. So, so even though they say two two years no no interest, if you mess up, they'll be like never mind. Yep, you've got to be on your best behavior, and the terms only apply if you are up to date on your credit card. Okay. It's all of that fine print that okay. is really hard to read, and um, and the other thing is, does that apply only to an existing balance that you? rolled over? Do all new purchases, are those subject to higher interest rates? If so, do you have another credit card that has a low rate, a lower rate maybe, that you can just use for your for everyday purchases and things mm-hmm. like that? So, bottom line though, you think he should pay off student loans? Yes. Bro, do you think you need more information to make that call? No, I would say that because it it is the higher interest Loan. It does depend also on how long he has. I mean, if he's going to pay it off very quickly, certainly just get it, get it taken care of. And but just if it's going to take him four years to pay it off, then he's got to factor in that in two years that interest rate on the credit card is going to go mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. So I w- I would say to Adam, have a plan to pay off the credit card at least a month before. That in zero, two years, yeah. Before mark your calendar, put up signs, all of that to pay it off before the zero percent interest deal ends. Right. 
Before we go any further, just a reminder that this week's episode of Motley Fool Answers is brought to you by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage has taken all of the complicated, time-consuming parts of applying for a mortgage out of the equation. With Rocket Mortgage, you can easily share your bank statements and pay stubs at the touch of a button all online to help you get approved faster with a custom mortgage solution that's been tailored to you. So, if you're looking to buy a new house or refinance, check out Rocket Mortgage today by going to quickenloans.com slash fool. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. All right, this comes from Lauren, and she has asked us this question over Twitter. And again, you can all follow us on Twitter at Answers Podcast. She writes, if I pay off my credit cards and stop using them, will this affect my credit? Will my score drop because I'm not using them? Yeah, possibly. This is we talked about this earlier when the credit the credit bureaus need something to be reported in order to score you, in order to be it good or bad. They need to know something yep, about you. They need to know you have a pulse and you're doing something. Paying them off, great. You're debt free. That just means that your uh, uh, debt to available, your credit utilization part of the score, which is 30%, that looks great. You've got a lot of credit available to you and you have no debt. That's fine, but going forward, they want to see a consistent use of credit. So you want to use your card once a month, just pay it off, but put something small on there so that it gives them some good news to report to the credit bureaus and you're looking shiny, new, responsible, and awesome. Cool. Yeah, I've done a little bit of reading about this. People say, I want to build a credit score, but I don't want a credit card. And there are ways to do it. But the bottom line is, to get a credit score, you have to have credit. It's basically a score that says, if you borrow money, are you going to pay it back? And that's really the best way to demonstrate that you can do it. Right, to actually borrow money and pay it off. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> next question comes to us from Meg. Meg writes, we have kept, um, she's married, she's been married for a couple years now, and uh, she's very good with money, her husband maybe a little less so. She writes, we have kept our credit card accounts separate, the only credit we do share is a car loan. We bought a car last year, and at the time, his credit score was around 700, but mine allowed us to get a much better interest rate on our loan. Go, girl. Yeah. After a couple months after we bought the car, I checked our actual FICO score so I'd have an idea of what they are before we start shopping around for mortgages, and I saw that mine had dropped from the 840s to the 770s. So, the question is, how can I get my score back up? Did my husband's score affect my score because we were both on the car loan? And should we try to get the mortgage just in my name to avoid this issue? Or did just having the car loan, about 20000 at the time, have a big impact on my score? And will it go back up once it is paid off? What happened? Okay, number one, there is no such thing as a joint credit score. Whatever is attached to her social security number, her accounts, that goes there. Whatever is reported to her husband's, never the two shall mix. So his his his, his score, had score can't n- have a, his history can't have an impact no. on hers. Okay. However, if they have a joint loan and uh, payments to the, on that car loan are late, that affects both of their scores because mm-hmm. they are both responsible for paying that debt. Mm-hmm. What probably happened because of that drop was that. It was. She said it was like a couple months later. Mm-hmm. She there suddenly was a new line of credit on there, and it was and it was high. It was a revolving loan, and so basically the utilization what she owed versus what the available credit um, she had started the gap started to narrow. Mm-hmm. So suddenly you owe a lot more, and maybe you here you want to keep all of your debts below thirty percent of your available credit, that's ideal. Mm -hmm. 
even better, keeping it much lower than that. Yeah. So when you go into a loan situation like that, you do, there is an immediate ding to your score. She should be happy. 770 is perfectly fine. She's yeah, gonna she's gonna qualify for I the best I can appreciate rates. how she's like, uh, I used to be better. Yeah. And yeah. she's looking at her husband and thinking like, you did this to me. Yeah. Yeah. I was perfect before you came along. Anything over 740 is, is considered pretty top of the line. 760, even better. Oh, yeah, there yeah. you go. It used to, it, it used to, the cutoff used to be 720, and then the Great Recession came. Yeah. And they moved up and said, yeah, 740. So, but now you're saying it's even yeah, higher. Yeah, 760 is usually like, okay, you're doing good. Great. Gotcha. See, Meg, you're doing good. Yeah. You're doing now, great. I will point out that she's asking about whether she could she should get the mortgage in her uh, own name. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so if it's in her own name, it's her record, unless she is in a community property state. And in that case, when you're married, any loan is considered property of yeah. both members of the couple, and there are nine community property states. And if you live in one, I assume you know you do. Something she should consider with the mortgage is that if it's only going to be in her name, only her income, they're going to base the amount of the loan on her income. Oh, and solely. not take into account his, so it's less house. Right. Yeah. But I think, you know, the mortgage lenders will take into account other, other circumstances. Um, it's not necessarily a big robot making a decision, but mm-hmm. that that is a factor to consider. And then, yeah. And then there's a question of it's if it's her mortgage and she's gonna deduct the interest, but they file jointly. This is very complicated. Oh, this is good. You should have yeah. married Meg, someone with a better us. credit oh, score. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, he should, he she's doing good. she's helping him him with his credit score and his finances. I'm sure he does stuff around the house, like move heavy things and get jars off of high shelves. I'm sure he carries his weight too. So, or not, in which case. Meg, I'd like to introduce you to a few available men. That oh, you're awful. Have, I don't know, I actually don't know any any men. <laughs> I don't know any good men with good credit scores. They're the worst. Oh, well, anyway. All right, next question comes from Sally. Sally writes, I know that closing a credit card can be bad for your credit, especially if it's one that's been open for a long time and has a high limit. Highest of all my cards. We're talking about a specific one now. The issue is that this card charges $95 annually, and I don't use it that much, so it seems like a waste to pay the fee. It's an airline miles card. I don't fly airlines much anymore. I have other cards with better better incentives, and I have adequate limits since I pay them in full each month. I do have one other card also opened in 1992. Should I take the credit reporting hit and ditch the card? What's good to know is that the length of your credit history uh, in, a, in a specific card like that, that is 15% of your fi- overall FICO score. So it's not a huge, huge amount there. More important are 35% your payment history, so paying your bills on time. And the uh, another 30% is how much you owe compared to how much uh, credit you have available to you. So closing that card won't necessarily be a complete disaster. I I would go the route of looking to see call the credit card company see is there can they switch you to another type of plan within that card so maybe it's just something straight up no rewards and there's no annual fee for that the other factor here is that she already has another card that's been open that long so uh, you know if you're not if a card's not working for you just clo- it's me not you <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah this relationship is not working for me anymore. Yeah. Go ahead and... Hey, Diana. I could really go for a nerd wallet plug right about now. <laughs> well, funny you should say that. If you need to shop for a card, 
go to nerdwallet.com <laughs> where you can do so. Yeah, in and great you guys detail. Rate, rate different credit cards yep. and reviews and all that and compare. Yep. Contrast and compare. Yeah, so you can see exactly what the deals are right now. And if you've got good credit, the sign up bonuses are so much better than when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, yeah they got a lot better. So, Not just a t shirt. Yeah, and a frisbee. And a frisbee. <laughs> All right, so here's a tough one. Are you ready? Ready. At least I think it sounds like a tough one. This comes from Berlinda. Berlinda writes, I had internet with Verizon, then I thought I canceled when I left. The next tenants that lived in the apartment used my name and did not pay their internet bill. I initially contacted the people who lived there after me, they were friends of a friend, and asked them to pay it. They told me they did! Now I'm trying to get a mortgage for a home and found out that Verizon recently updated this debt, so it looks like it was reported just this February and it has hurt my credit score significantly. What should I do? I could pay it, but I'm worried about the damages of it being on so recent on my report. Oof. That's a pickle. Oof. That is a pickle. That's a tough one. Um, the lesson here, trust no one. No. When you move out, cancel all the utilities in your name just to take care of it. Uh, yeah, this, this is tough. The credit reporting bureaus allow you to put a note in your file. Um, explaining circumstances that aren't necessarily going to be spelled out in the data that's presented there. So that is an option. If you're looking for, when you're shopping for a mortgage, likely you are going to have a human lender person looking at your file. So that might work, that might be taken into account. It's probably a good idea to just go ahead and pay Verizon what they need just to take care of it. Also, when you do that, ask them to take it, stop reporting it as well. They don't have to, but if you ask nicely, they might. And what you're going to have to do is ask them to stop reporting it to the three major credit bureaus. So we're talking Equifax, Experian, and, and TransUnion, because utility companies don't necessarily have to report to all three. Sometimes you might see something on one report that's not on another. Mm -hmm. So that's one way to deal with it for right now. Just go ahead and take care of it. Um, Assuming it's not like thousands and thousands of dollars, right? Right. And then... I hope it's not. Then see you on Court TV, ex-roommates. It sounds like the best she can do is just call up Verizon and be really nice to the customer service person yeah. and say... I want please help please help me out what can I do yeah yeah and that's true of any any time there could be a potential ding to your credit score like let's say you've been a good customer for three years for a credit card company but then you went on vacation and you forgot to pay a bill you can talk to them ask them like this is just this one time can you just accept the payment and not put it on on uh, their record mm -hmm. and they might be able to help you out and even like yeah with a credit card even like hey this is what happened can you waive the late fee? Mm -hmm. That that can happen too. Um, just make sure that it's Verizon that's reporting. If they send it to collections, you're going to have to pay someone else, hmm. probably smaller amount if it is thousands of dollars, because the collections companies just want to get something. But that's a bummer. Um, yeah, my FICO is is a great site to go and look for answers on how. To, how people have handled this situation, as is nerdwallet.com. But it doesn't have to be a complete disaster. And it's good to just go ahead and address it. It's on. not going to go away. Right. Right. Well, it will in seven years, but you, you, you know, do you want to wait know. seven years for I'm it to come Buying off your, a house? Yeah. Nope. All right. Last question comes to us from Trevor. Trevor writes, 
I recently purchased a credit report of my FICO because I wanted to know my credit scores in preparation for seeking an auto loan. One of the features with the report was the FICO score simulator, which shows how certain actions can raise your credit score. I was shocked that my credit score would go from 728 to a near-perfect 848 in two years if I made regular credit card payments of $78 toward my account balance of about $1,800 each month for two years. Further, if I just paid off the balance today, my score would only jump to 748, so a whole 100 points less. Something tells me it's better to pay the card off so I wouldn't have to pay the interest, but is there any scenario where it might be a better idea to just pay the minimum for a few years? It seems like entering an unnecessary credit card purgatory. Thanks, Trevor. It's a good way to put it, credit card purgatory. And that's exactly the answer. Uh, financially, it's always a better idea to just to never pay interest and to pay off that debt right away. I think probably the simulator was thinking, "Oh, look, you're ha- you're going to have a perfect payment record for the next two years versus an unknown payment record for the next two years, and that's why it probably gave you the bump like that." You could do the same thing, um, pay it off now, and just always pay your bill on time, and likely you will still get. Pretty yeah. high up there. Yeah, yeah. seven forty-eight is a good, good enough score, yeah. right? Yeah, enough for, yeah. So even if that don't is carry, true, don't carry debt. Just to, don't do it. Don't carry debt to improve your credit score. Don't do it. That's crazy don't, talk. Yeah. Whatever the simulator says. Yeah. Maybe like the simulator is like become a self-aware and it's trying to lead you astray. <laughs> and there's like some crazy AI stuff going on here, yeah. and it's trying to take down all of society and like human. Oh, in the alternate universe, your score could be 848. Things are getting scary. All right, well, that's going to do it for the questions. But before we leave, do you have any parting words of advice, some final thoughts about credit scores that we didn't cover? Do you want to make fun of my shoes? You can go ahead and just make oh, fun yeah. of my Hold shoes. Hold on, let me see. Moccasins. Uh, you're wearing slippers. These I are am. slippers. These are some stylish UGG slippies. These are my slippies. So my work slippies. This is a very slippery slope. Now, is, is someone that a who, pun intended? Uh, uh-huh. uh, yeah, you're yeah. gonna be just wearing a bathrobe. I've got mine still bathrobe. here. I can go get it. <laughs> still here. These are good looking slippers. They're. I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to say good. they they look comfortable. Which is always priority one right. for me. Right. Don't mock the mocks. Don't mock the mocks. All right. So you got your jab in about my footwear. Yeah. You offered some advice on credit scores. Do you want to do one final plug for Nerd Wallet? I plug and then we'll the go. heck out of Nerd Wallet. You plug the heck Nerd out of Nerd Wallet. Wallet's awesome. No, I really, I, I love it. There. there are a lot of great tools and resources, especially uh, around managing credit and debt and finding the best products to fit what you need in terms of rewards, cash back, low interest rates, if you don't have a great credit score. So come on by and check us out. Yeah, get more Diana. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming by. We appreciate it. Yes, it's awesome as always to hang out with you guys. It's great to get the gang back together. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for today's show. Our email is answers at fool.com. So, of course, if you have a question, you can drop us a line. Uh, the show is edited. So lovingly by Rick Engdahl. Uh, For Robert Brokamp and this time Diana Yoakum, I'm Allison Southwick. Stay foolish, everybody. Uh